Inspiring interviews with today's top landlords. This is the Rental Income Podcast. And now, Dan Lane. Walter, you were 54 when you bought your first rental property. What held you back from buying something sooner? Well, I certainly wish that I could have. Uh, and, and what I have done has been in the last five years, uh, I, I think for, for me, I was raising kids. We were, we struggled financially early on and uh, uh, just didn't just, just wasn't in the cards at the time. Walter is actually really lucky he got started when he did. A few years after he started buying rental properties, he ended up getting laid off from his job and his rental income helped him survive that tough period and helped him transition into a new career. So on the show today, we're going to talk more about that. We'll take a look at his portfolio. We'll take a look at a couple of his deals. We'll figure out what he's been buying. We'll take a look at his numbers. And Walter is actually going to help me. I've got an applicant for one of my rentals, and I'm on the fence about it. So I'm going to talk through it with Walter and figure out if this is someone that I should be renting to or not. Joining us on the show today from Memphis, Tennessee, is Walter Jones. We'll take a really quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll come right back and we'll talk to Walter. We're all investing in rental properties to make money, but you don't want to make money and then turn around and give it all right back to the government. The best way to maximize the money you keep is by lowering your taxes. And you want to make sure you're working with a CPA that really understands the complexity of how real estate taxes work. I'd recommend that you reach out to the InvestorFriendlyCPA.com. You may remember Assis, he's been on the podcast a couple of times. He's a real estate investor and he does more than just prepare your taxes. He'll strategize with you, he'll set up a tax plan, and he'll make sure that you get every single deduction that you're legally entitled to. If you want to learn more, reach out to Assis at InvestorFriendlyCPA.com. That's InvestorFriendlyCPA.com. It's a lot of work to find a really good rental property. And when you actually find that property, you want to make sure you're working with a lender that can get that loan closed. The lender that I recommend is Chaley Ridge from Ridge Lending Group. She's a nationwide lender and her specialty is helping investors finance rental properties. She has a ton of loan programs and she can find something customized to you for your situation. If you want to find out more or you're ready to get started today, just go to RidgeLendingGroup.com. That's R-I-D-G-E LendingGroup.com, NMLS 42056. I've put a lot of time, effort, and money into building my rental portfolio. It's something I'm very proud of, something I want to protect, and something I want to keep in my family for a long time. That's why I put together an estate plan. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage your own custom estate plan starting at just $199. Just go to trustandwill.com slash RIP and you'll get 10% off plus free document shipping. I thought about doing a will for a long time, but I thought it was going to be very complicated, confusing, and expensive, and I just kept putting it off. Luckily, I found trust and will, and the whole process could not have been easier. My wife and I sat down one Saturday morning over a cup of coffee. We went to trustandwill.com. They walked us through a series of questions, and at the end, we got our own state-specific and customized will for our needs. Trust and will has made estate planning easy and accessible for everybody, 
secure your assets, and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash RIP. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash RIP. Rental Income Podcast. Walter, let's start things off with you kind of walking through how you built your portfolio. Well, uh, five years ago this month, I bought a fourplex. And at the time, I had a W-2 job, pretty good paying W-2 job. And uh, I was able to get a fourplex using my FHA 3.5% down payment. And so I bought it. Uh, five years ago this month and lived in it for two years. And and while the first couple of years of uh, having W-2 employment, I was able to add a a second property in the same year, a duplex, and then uh, a duplex the following year, a single family the following year I moved, and then a single family in the following year, which is right as COVID was in full force. And then last year I bought three more. Okay, so you were basically buying one property a year, and then in the last year, you've you've kind of stepped it up a little bit. Yeah, I lost my job uh, uh, as COVID hit, and and at the time I had the three, the fourplex, and the uh, the two duplexes, and I just bought the house that I currently live in, and and so it was a soft landing. I had some uh, rental income coming in, some decent cash flow, and then decided to get my real estate license and I'm, I'm an investor agent, not an agent investor. <laughs> so, uh, but I've been able to, uh, do some creative things in the last say 18 months, 20 months. So has, what I got now. has your rental income, did that kind of make it easier to make that transition out of the W2 world to being self-employed? Like just knowing that you had that base, did that make it a lot easier? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it was at the time it was, it was about 80, 90% of what it, what I needed to, to survive on. And I knew that I could, and I had a little bit of a cushion. So I knew that I had a, a little bit of a runway to decide what I wanted to do. Uh, I just tried to get another job for there for a little while and then just decided, you know, I've done real estate before as a licensee, I'm doing it now. Uh, why not just jump yeah. in and, and, I haven't missed any meals or payments, so I'm uh, I'm pretty grateful. That's great. It's really awesome to think that the, the rental income wasn't enough to to not do anything, but it was enough to kind of give you that base so that you could do what you want to do in life. And I I, I really like that. So how how much total rental income do you bring in every month? Like before any expenses, just the the gross number. Sure. Right. Right now, it's it's uh, it's about eleven five uh, and and monthly rents with the uh, I've got thirteen doors. Thirteen uh, doors. Okay. So after you take out all your fixed expenses, your mortgages, taxes, insurance, how much how much do you spend every month for your fixed expenses? Uh, so for debt service, and uh, yeah, there is some some utilities I I pay. Uh, it's, it's around $6,000 a month. And I, I call that my gross revenue. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So you've got about 5,500 in cash flow. So like realistically, after you have some vacancies and 
repairs and, and, you know, other things that are going to come up. How much cash do you actually walk away with on, on a typical month? It's, uh, uh, depending on repairs and I've done some big ones the last, uh, the, the last 12 months It's somewhere between 3,000, 3,500. Okay. okay. That, that's great. That's great. So you've been doing this for, for five years and y- you mentioned at the beginning that, that you, w- when you were younger, you, you were busy, you, you had a young family and you, you wanted to invest, but you just didn't have the, the time and the money. Knowing what you know now, do you wish that you had started when you were younger? Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and I did have, and I went through a bankruptcy, uh, a Chapter Seven bankruptcy, to a failed uh, business that I had, and and uh, and and it had my license at the time. Uh, and this was fifteen years ago now, and uh, and just really even looking back then. Uh, my belief is way bigger now. Uh, and, and even back then I was again, trying to survive and, uh, just didn't see that I could participate in, in the industry the way that I see that yeah. now. Do, do you think, you know, the not having the time with the kids, you know, with, with being busy with their activities, do you think you really needed much time? Like do, do your rentals take up much of your time right now? No, uh, yeah. but, but, and, and really I had more time than I thought. And I was a busy, uh, it was busy in my job and, yeah. and, uh, had, uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, looking at it now, it's, it's some days I'm like, okay, well, I'm, something needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so with your rentals right now, what are the neighborhoods like? Uh, I would say, uh, they are uh, C's and some maybe a, a couple of B minuses. Okay. Yeah, and maybe one, a couple of C minuses. They're they're not. Uh, I'm 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 really cash flow is important to me at this stage. Uh, I, I like the idea of getting into the you know nicer properties, but also understand you're going to give up some cash flow. Mm-hmm. Would you live in your properties if you had to? There's one or two that I might would have some uh, reserve about, but uh, overall, uh, I, I like them all, and and I would live in, yeah. in just about any of them. I, when you find a property, uh, are you doing like a full gut rehab, or are you just looking to maybe do some minor repairs and some paint and carpet? My, I, I, you know, I haven't done a full gut rehab. I'm looking for one. Uh, I feel like I have the, the right team together now. I've done most, my, my the, the purchases that I've made, but you could just say they were all tired landlords that didn't really take great care of either their properties or their tenants. And uh, in several cases, the, the same tenant is there. Uh, a couple of rent increases later, I did, you know, what I needed to do, fix the leaks, uh, you know, fix the heating and air, do some things around the outside. And, uh, so that's what's worked for me well so far. Now Memphis, uh, I know has a pretty big range in properties. There's lots of price points there. There's some really cheap houses and there's more expensive properties. What's the, the cheapest property you've ever bought? Oh, oh, wow. The one I bought it from uh, an, an individual through a, a Facebook wholesaling group. 
and I paid twenty thousand for wow. it. Wow! And God. it was, and, <laughs> yeah, and this, that was in a decent neighborhood. Uh, uh, not entirely, but it's it's uh, it's it's been a good purchase for me. The person uh, that I bought it from was divesting of his Memphis properties, and this was their last his last one. And he had bought it. Uh, it re- redeemed it before it went to the tax sale and went to the owner and said, Hey, your property's about to go to tax sale. I can help you avoid that. And so he uh, paid the taxes, uh, got the deed. And then she is in her seventies and lived in the house since she was four years old. And so she's still there now. Did that property need a lot of work? It did, I, I immediately put a new roof on it and did, uh, did a few, uh, had some issues with plumbing and I've replaced, uh, I've did some work to her central heat and, uh, it, it's, it's still, I'm, I'm, I'm all in right now, somewhere around 28,000 and, uh, and, and it needs some, uh, it, it, it needs some work, but she's there and happy and paying rent. And, uh, and it's been a, it's been a good property. So you've been all in for about 28,000 and how much is it rented for? Uh, 700. 700. And, um, wow. That's a great return. <laughs> and so did you buy that with cash? I did. It was my, uh, only purchase, uh, only full cash purchase. And, uh, it was different in that we, we signed the paperwork uh, at his kitchen table. I went down to the courthouse and registered the deed, uh, didn't use the title company. Uh, and so it was, uh, definitely the only one that I've done that. Wow. Way. Wow. I mean, so you you didn't have any title insurance on that? There's no title insurance on it. So I may have to. We did do it. Yeah. Like that, that would make me really nervous. Like, um, you know, not having a title company and, and doing it kind of off the books like that. But, you know, I I guess that, that (coughs) made sense at the time. So with, um, with that property, if, if you were to sell it today, how much do you think you could sell it for? I think I could get between 70 and 94. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So is, is that typical for the, the properties that you've bought? Like what, what's the, the range in dollar amount for the properties you, you bought? Uh, I would say uh, low of this one would obviously be the low <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say most of them would be in the 80 to 120 range. Uh, a couple over okay. that and a couple under that. The the other thing that that you do is you don't charge late fees if if someone's late. Why not? Well, I haven't as of yet. I, I suppose when there be a point when I announce that and and do that, and I think it's because uh, a couple of my tenants were there. Like I've got I've got a five year tenant in my first building. I've got a four year tenant in one and a three-year tenant and they're, they satisfied their lease. Uh, I just let them go month to month. Mm-hmm. And then with some, uh, nominal, uh, rent increases across the board, maybe still a little bit under rented, but I, th- I think it is, I really, uh, I stay pretty connected to my tenants. I want to know, uh, I just let them know if, they, if you have a problem, uh, if you have a leak, if you have a problem paying rent, or if you have something, I need them to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. And and so, uh, I just uh, at some point I may be a little bit more systematic around that. 
but for now it, it works that uh, uh, I haven't had to evict anybody. So uh, do, do you it, find that worked. tenants take advantage of that? Cause I, I always like the kind of the threat of the late fee that, you know, tenants know that, you know, so for my properties, rent is, is late after the fifth. So like they know if they pay on the sixth, they're going to have to pay the, the late fee. So I think that encourages them to try to pay, pay by the due date. Well, and let me say that I don't announce that I don't okay. charge late fees. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, it's in their lease that I can okay. charge the late fee after the fifth. And, uh, and it just so happens that, you know, 90% of the time, if not more, everything is paid by the fifth and sometimes okay. before the first. But so if they come to you and say, Hey, I had some car problems th- this month. Can I pay on the 15th when I get paid? You'll just work with them on that. Sure. Yeah. As okay. long as they're communicating with me. Yes. Sure. Okay. All right. And then the other thing that, that you're doing is, so you, you want your ten, your tenants to be, you know, comfortable with the internet and, and doing things online. So you do all of your leases online. Uh, yes. Everything is electronic and, and I can, you know, make, uh, you know, make adjustments to that, uh, you know, specific to a property. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's all done background check. They pay a $55 background and credit check. I get the results. Uh, there was one instance where there was, uh, uh, our credit didn't meet my requirement, uh, you know, which I like to see it, you know, in the 600s and uh, and was had a, a pretty legitimate reason for, you know, for the way that it was. And so we agreed to a little bit higher deposit. And then one of the things I liked about Avail, too, is there's they I think they pay a little bit of an extra fee, but it reports that on time payment mm-hmm. to uh, to the credit bureaus. And so she's been there for for two years now and uh uh you know happy there and uh, i'm apparently has rebuilt her credit she hasn't been late so do you so do you have a minimum credit score that you're looking for uh i like to see 600 okay uh yeah i like to see 600 you know uh, you let me ask you this i actually got an application for a for a a property that we're renting right now the, the other day and i was really kind of on the fence about about this applicant. Um, let me tell you the details and tell me what, what you would do if you would rent to them. I'm really on the fence here, but okay. so the, the, the guy had a 624 credit score, um, which, which isn't bad, but you know, he didn't have any evictions. He had good income. The income was actually really good. He was like six times the rent amount and three times the rent amount is kind of my minimum. Um, but what really concerned me is looking through his credit report, he had a ton of late payments, like everything was late. Like he, he, he wasn't paying anything on time. And and that kind of made me nervous that if he's not paying his other bills on time, why is he going to pay the rent on time? Um, so do you think that's something I should be concerned with or would you rent to him? Uh, well, I definitely would, would have that conversation, uh, and then, you know, I, I think to me, just let me, what I would want to see is, uh, is some stable work history. It sounds like the income the current income is, is good, but I, I might would look at that and say, 
okay, well, you're, you're late all the time, but you also change jobs every year. And mm. maybe if they had a, right. maybe I, I might would weigh that against you know, some other stability. That's I think that's what I would want to see. Is yeah. I would want to see some, some stability in other areas. Uh, I'm going to let him know. It might, he might not know how much that is affecting him. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll check on that. I, I think, you know, I, I really liked his income. You know, it's like he was really very well qualified in in that part. But yeah, that that credit um, or the, those late payments really, really didn't sit right with me. But you know, one thing I want to look at here before we wrap things up is that I want to take a look at one of your deals. Um, okay. So l- let's take a look. Maybe can you pick out one of your deals and maybe we can walk through it real quick. Sure. Yeah, I uh, will do. Uh, I bought a duplex and a single family uh, from a guy, a, a private seller. I do some some off market uh, marketing, and we sort of did a dance for about four or five months. wasn't really sure if we were going to be able to to come to the table, and then finally we we did. And it's a duplex and a single family, and there's about I don't know two or three houses between them and on the same street. Uh, and, you know, and, and a lot of things really I liked about them. And how much did you pay for the property? Or the, properties? Uh, the, the duplex was, I paid 118 for, uh, it's, it's probably, it's probably retail about 150, 160. So I got, you know, uh, uh, uh yeah, it needs a little bit of, they need a little bit of work. And then the other, the other house, we got under contract for 70, but after the inspection period, we negotiated that down to 55. Wow. What came up on the inspection? Well, he hadn't been in it in several years. Uh, and I think inspections are really important. Even if you buy an off market deal, even if you have a construction background and, you know, I think that the third party set of eyes and he was embarrassed about it. And I said, Hey, we let's, we had lunch and, and, and I, talked to him and I gave him the number and he, he said, he said, I'm comfortable with that. And, and, uh, you know, we moved forward. All right. So, so then you agreed on 70, you got it down to 55 and did that property, did you, I guess it sounds like you had to put some money into fixing it up. No, uh, uh, not, not yet. Well, actually our place is washer and dryer and I've done some, just a, a few light, light things. And, and, uh, and, and the, the, the seller had just raised the rents on the duplex and this one, and he probably raised the rent a little higher than what I would have, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. Uh, uh, so yeah, that we're, I'm getting 1200 a month and rent on that property. 1200 a month. Wow. So, yeah. so 1200 a month, you paid 55. How, so how did you finance that? Well, that one I did with uh, a hard money loan because okay. it didn't meet some of the uh, criteria. It's a 12% loan uh, that he didn't charge me any upfront points fees. And he was someone that I knew uh, in, in the business. And so there was a little bit of a relationship there. Uh, but when we financed it, he said, uh, he said, I have 79,000 to loan and that's what I want to loan no more, no less. And so, uh, I got, so I borrowed, so it's got, uh, I paid 55 and I've got 79, uh, in it, but I got a $23,000 check at closing. Wow. Uh, 
uh, and it still cash flows. So, well, so he wanted to lend you seventy nine, even though you were only buying the property for fifty five. Well, that was he was doing it through a, a, a self directed okay. retirement account, and so that's uh, that's how much he had. Wow. Uh, so, what did you? Put, I, what did you do with that money? The money in the bank is good. Yeah. You know, even if yep. it's just a, a little, you know, you have some, you know, I've had some tree work done recently. Uh, okay. So how much is your, your payment every month, your hard money payment on, uh, on that property? It, it, it's seven ninety a month, uh, okay. interest only. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and it's a, it's just a little over, uh, about $113 and taxes and insurance okay. a month. And so, you know, my net uh, taxes and taxes, insurance and payment is nine Oh three. So I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting 300. Okay. Uh, 300 so you've, yeah, $300 profit before any, you know, repairs or vacant sure. vacancy or whatever, but yeah, that that's great. That that's really good. If you're interested in learning more about investing in Memphis, or you want to reach out to Walter, he is a full-time realtor very knowledgeable on the market, and he would be more than happy to talk to you. I've got his contact information on the website. You can find it at rentalincomepodcast.com slash episode 407. I'd like to thank our sponsor today for making this episode possible. It's Chaley Ridge from Ridge Lending Group. Chaley is a nationwide lender, and her specialty is helping investors finance rental properties. She has a ton of different loan programs. She's got adjustable rate mortgages. She's got interest-only mortgages. If you're looking for a way to get your payment down, those are some really good options to look at. Of course, she's got traditional 30-year fixed. Basically, Chaley can find something that'll work for you in your situation. If you want to find out more or you want to set up a time to talk to Chaley personally, you can reach out to her at ridgelendinggroup.com. That's R-I-D-G-E, lendinggroup.com, NMLS 42056. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. I'll be back with a regular interview next Tuesday. My name is Dan Lane, and this has been the Rental Income Podcast. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With PolicyGenius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. 
That's policygenius.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.